2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. An Erio's original.
0: Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The aftermath. The Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we're speaking with guest expert, Professor Elizabeth Bartholet. Professor Bartholet is the Morris Wasserstein Public Interest Professor of Law Emeritus at Harvard Law School and founder and former director of Harvard Law School's Child Advocacy Program. She has taught civil rights and family law, specializing in child welfare, adoption, and reproductive technology. Let's hear what she has to say about homeschooling. Hello, Professor Bartholet. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Good morning. I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> so I was thinking we could start off with um, just talking about homeschooling in general. Um, when when a parent decides that they want to homeschool their child, how do they go about it? Do they just take their kid out of school? What is the process?
3: It depends on the state. Uh, basically, though it's incredibly easy for them to do it. So in some states, all they do is take their kids out of school. They're not, there's not even a requirement that they register to homeschool. In a majority of states, they have to register and say they want to homeschool. But even if they have to register, that's it. There's no check on, are these parents appropriate for homeschooling? Do they have any capacity to teach their kids? Are they proven child abusers? No check whatsoever.
0: Wow. And are there even like certain subjects or topics that they're required uh, to teach, or is it just totally up to the parent?
3: Well, the amazing thing to me as I did research looking into homeschooling was that there's essentially no requirements and no effective regulations. So in some states, yes, there's on paper a requirement that parents uh, say that they will teach Something like the standard public school curriculum, or that they submit what curriculum they're planning to teach. But, you know, those requirements, even when they exist, tend not to be enforced. They are often have exceptions for religious parents, and a very significant group of the homeschooling parents are religious, so they can get an exemption from requirements. And even if the parents do submit, their proposed curriculum, typically there's no check on that. There's no check on, oh, how does it look? And uh, even if it you know, looks okay, there's no check on whether the parents actually teach what they say they're going to teach.
0: So David Turpin, uh, the father, had listed himself as administrator and principal of a private school operated out of his home. The, he called it a sandcastle day school. How common is this to just set up a, a private school?
3: Well, I believe he did that because in California, that's what the law says, that you know, private schools um, were ruled by a California court in a very controversial case to Uh, include homeschooling. So I suppose that's why he he called it a a private
0: school. I see. Um, So once a private school is started or homeschooling is started, you you, you kind of touched on this earlier. Does anyone check check up on it to verify it's being properly run or what authorities are in charge of monitoring it?
3: In general, there's no monitoring and no checkup. Now, it's conceivable that in some states, occasionally, there's there's some attempt to check up, but basically, no. So I would say the most significant check that some states impose is that children have to be tested. Um, however, a lot of the testing is you know, up to the parent, whether they want to do the test at home or if they can't just do it at home, they can get away with doing it under some, you know, sponsorship of some entity that may be a religious entity that is part of the group that parent belongs to and may be itself very against any kind of state regulation.
0: So, Debbie... So I was doing in doing my research, I found some uh, attorney, uh, Debbie Schwarzer, who works with the Homeschool Association of California. And she stated that she opposes any law that would require an annual visit for a mandated reporter as an intrusion of privacy. What would the fear behind this kind of monitoring be? Why would she be so opposed?
3: Well, that's typical of the attitude of the homeschooling movement. So when I talk about homeschooling movement, there is a group called the HSLDA Homeschooling Legal Defense Association, and it's the organized political arm of the homeschooling community. Now, what's interesting is I think the homeschooling community is quite broad, includes overwhelmingly, I mean, I'd say, that, you know, it's looks like the majority of homeschooling parents are strongly religious and usually conservative evangelical. Um, but there are also lots of, you know, left progressive homeschooling parents. And there are lots of parents who are just trying to homeschool because they think they will do a better job than their local schools. There's a wide variety in the homeschooling community, even though it's dominated by the religious homeschooling parents, but the political activist group is the HSLDA, and they aren't representative of the entire group. They're a sort of radical right-wing Christian conservative group who are trying to kind of educate and socialize all homeschooling parents to believe with them that there should be no regulation whatsoever. So the HSLDA, which this lawyer you're describing, must be part of, I think she's part of the, you know, HSLDA has branches in every state. They're very, very active at reaching out and trying to create um, other political organizations. So there's a national, and then there are all these different state HSLDAs. And when there's a proposal for regulation anywhere, HSLDA will go into action opposing it. And their position is that there should be no regulation whatsoever. So yes, of course, they'd be against any monitoring of a homeschooling situation, but they're also even against registration. So the bare requirement that parents have to tell a school they're registering. No, they're against that. They're against curriculum requirements. They're against credentialing, any credentialing requirements for parents. And they're adamantly, adamantly against any monitoring of the home situation.
0: And just so we understand the scope of it, how, how many, do you know how many children are being homeschooled at the moment in this country or just an accurate number?
3: I think the numbers I quoted in my article are three to four million, but it's gone up allegedly now to six or seven million because of the pandemic and home education, sort of home education and homeschooling have to be, you know, described somewhat differently. So a lot of what went on during the pandemic and the shutdown of schools was schools were conducting virtually education at home, but some of those parents ended up being frustrated with what was going on with the school education, and also the homeschooling movement reached out to parents to say, you know, come join us, we want to grow the movement. So definitely the homeschooling movement saw the pandemic as a fabulous, you know, opportunity to grow their movement.
0: Wow. So what so in of, terms of the why, yeah.
3: can I just go back to your sort of why question? Because yeah. I started looking into homeschooling as somebody who's who's been for about 35 years an expert in child welfare generally and abuse and neglect and foster care. And I was, in my own work in those fields, had been appalled at the level of parent rights uh, as versus child rights. So the emphasis in the child welfare field in general, I think, is unduly on parent rights. And I think the system designed to protect children against abuse and neglect is unduly oriented toward recognizing parent rights and not oriented enough toward actually protecting children. So what drew to me to homeschooling initially to look into it was seemed to me that this was another arena where Parent rights were seen as supreme. And what blew me away when I actually did look into the area was how extreme that was. And the attitude in the homeschooling movement, this HSLVA organization, is that, you know, parents should be seen as absolutely, totally in control of their children. State has no right whatsoever to intervene, to protect Children, in terms of either their educational rights or against abuse and neglect. So the homeschooling movement not only opposes any regulation whatsoever of homeschooling, but they also uh, oppose child protective services intervention to protect children against abuse and neglect. So their their idea is, you know, the world is better off if the state just completely stays out of the family. And indeed, they offer to protect parents with lawyers in any controversies parents have, either with respect to schooling or abuse and neglect. So if parents are accused of abuse and neglect, HSLDA will offer free lawyering services to protect them against the child protective services.
0: So what kind of changes are child advocacy groups fighting for in regards to homeschooling?
3: Okay. So um My program, I I founded and then ran for 17 years, a child advocacy program at Harvard Law School. And we combined with some other uh, child welfare reform groups um, to look into and then advocate in the homeschooling arena. So we put on a conference uh, a year ago last spring and uh, tried to bring together both people who knew a lot about homeschooling and also people who had ideas about how it should be reformed. And I I guess I'll just start, I can't speak for that whole group who came together, but I'll just talk about my own ideas and the kind of ideas our program was promoting and that I know at least many people who came to this conference agree with. So I think at a minimum, we should recognize children as having rights to education and rights to protection against abuse and neglect. And you know, that seems like a given, right? I mean, we <laughs> had a, a, a movement in this country, you know, many, many decades ago that created compulsory education, which may you would think would mean all kids today would have to be educated with the state providing some check to make sure they were being educated. Um, And also, every state constitution guarantees children a right to education. Every state has laws that, uh, on their face, create a child protective agency, tell parents they cannot abuse and neglect their children, tell the state agency to investigate and remove children from parents who are abusing their kids. One thing that I think is stunning and really interesting about this homeschooling world is that it's as if those laws didn't exist. That effectively, the fact that homeschooling is not regulated means that any parent can do what the Turpin parents did. So, any parent can say, I'm going to just keep my kids out of school. I'm not going to educate them. Or one parent I wrote about in my article... It, all he educated his son to do was competitive gaming. So from kindergarten through the end of high school, competitive gaming was all that child learned. So you can you can choose to educate your kids or not at all. And certainly many, many of the religious homeschooling parents are choosing to tell their kids things that are very, very different from what kids are told in schools about science, uh, about evolution, about um Women being equal to men, about blacks being equal to whites. So, homeschooling parents can teach whatever they want or nothing. And also, they're completely free to abuse their kids because, I mean, under the law, they're not free to. But the fact is, if homeschooling parents choose to keep their kids in the home, there's no requirement they take those kids to see a doctor, there's no requirement those kids ever leave the home, or be seen by anybody that might be able to report the kids to child protective agencies. Mm. And um, and those kids are removed from what we know to be the best protection for children, which is schools. So schools have, you know, all teachers and other school personnel are mandated reporters, which means that if they suspect abuse and neglect, they have to report it to child protective services. They're the biggest group of mandated reporters. So, you know, by definition, homeschool kids aren't being seen by those reporters.
0: I see. And just because we're, we're on this topic, um, as a, a non mandated mm-hmm. reporter, which would, a neighbor perhaps, you know, would be, or someone in the community, if they saw something suspicious or felt like some child was being endangered, what, what would you suggest someone do in that scenario?
3: Pick up the phone and report it. So, you know, everyone is free to report to child protective services. And um, it's also true that in some States, There's universal reporting, everybody's required to, but I think that's a minority of states. I mean, we could certainly change the law and say that everybody is a mandated reporter that anybody who see and I'm, I'm, you know, certainly if homeschooling is allowed to be as unregulated as it is today, I would be in favor of universal mandated reporting, but we don't have that. So, you know, I think at the moment, for the most part in most states, it's up to the sort of the moral conscience of individuals that if they see abuse and neglect, they should pick up the phone and report. There's a hotline and they can report. And I think in most states they can report anonymously you know, that's still scary to many people. And many people probably don't know they could do that. And I think, you know, part of the problem is that most people believe that there's an effective child protective agency out there. And there are schools and those are probably taking care of children. So I think most people probably don't think it's you know, enough, as they should, that it's their responsibility, if they see something suspicious going on in the next door house, that they really ought to do something about it.
0: And finally, I was just curious, um, how often are cases like the Turpins reported and investigated? Is is this more common than we think? Will this keep continue to happen?
3: So, two things I want to say to that, you know, one is, We who care about these issues wish we knew more. So part of the problem with not having any regulation is we don't have universal throughout the land registration requirements. That means we don't know the population of homeschoolers. That means we cannot have social scientists tell us what's the percentage of homeschoolers who are being abused and neglected compared to the percentage of the normal population. Uh despite that i think we know enough to know that there are huge risks for kids who are being homeschooled so it's not as if 80 90% you know or some high percentage of homeschooling kids are are being abused and neglected but that shouldn't be the test you know we we have a child protective system in this country not because 80 or 90% of All parents are at risk of abusing their kids, but because we worry about the small subset of kids that might be abused. So in the context of homeschooling, we should be worrying about the kids who can't be seen, who are completely free from the requirements and the checks and the protections of our child protection system. We also have a couple of studies that tell us some of the dangers involved. So the two best studies of the connection between abuse, neglect, and homeschooling, there's one that took place in Connecticut where they studied for several years in a row all the kids who were removed for homeschooling in a certain Connecticut um, district, school district. And um, I have to look at uh, and get the exact number, but yeah, out of the kids removed for homeschooling, um more than a third were removed to families with one prior uh, report accepted report, meaning that there was some proof it had happened uh to child protective services of maltreatment, and a fourth of the kids removed lived in families with multiple prior abuse cases so you know, under my preferred regime. People would not be allowed to homeschool if they had a history of problematic child abuse and neglect because it just seems like duh, (laughs) obvious that you're putting that child in a high risk environment where there's going to be no check as to what goes on. Another really disturbing study um, was uh, child pediatricians who were concerned with abuse and neglect and already concerned, but from anecdotal experience that it was associated with homeschooling parents did a study of, um, Horrible cases of child torture, and out of those cases of child torture, they discovered that um, roughly three quarters of the kids had either never been sent to school or had been withdrawn for homeschooling. Now that's an it's a small study, but it's an astonishingly high statistic. Um, I think finally, apart from the studies, what we know about abuse and neglect is that it happens in isolated families and. Uh, you know, what you get in homeschooling are not always, but often highly isolated families. And what we're allowing by not regulating is 100% isolated families for those parents that want to be isolated.
0: So finally, just to wrap up, um, what would a successful mode of homeschool look like?
3: So, I think homeschooling regulation, the you know, I, I do believe there are many wonderful parents out there homeschooling and doing a better job than the local schools would. I think that what we need is requirements that in order to get permission to homeschool, you should be able to show that you're committed to teaching a broad curriculum comparable to the public school curriculum, and that you as a parent have some credentials that you've, you know, completed high school. And if you're going to teach high school students, probably that you have credentials beyond that. Thirdly, that you agree to have your kids tested by objective tests administered by the schools, not you yourself, the parent. Um, additionally, I would say that in order to get permission to homeschool, there should be a check with Child Protective Services to make sure that you have not killed prior children of yours or had prior children removed by Child Protective Services. And then finally, and this is, you know, probably, I'd say many, many people agree with me on those recommendations. Um, My final recommendation, you know, some would agree. Some people think we should ban homeschooling altogether. Um, I think we should allow it, but that we should require that even homeschooling parents allowed to keep their kids at home most of the time should have to send their kids to school for one or two courses, extracurricular activities. So part of my concern is that I th- I think, you know, I know that lots of these homeschooled kids are being brought up in a way that's diametrically opposed to fundamental values of our society. You know, girls are being brought up in a lot of these families to serve their fathers in preparation for serving their husbands. They're not being educated the way that boys are. There are t- people bringing up kids as baby white separatists um, and being, who are being taught that. Uh, yeah. I write about a, a uh, there's a book out <laughs> that describes the life of um, a man who was brought up um taken out of the public schools when they became uh, integrated so that he wouldn't be exposed to the black and brown kids there. And then one of his primary homeschooling projects was building a white supremacy website for young white supremacists because his father was a major leading white supremacist. And so, so you know, all that's going on. I think that um, at a minimum, kids should be Well, the parents should be required and the kids that have the opportunity to go to school to at least be exposed to some values other than those of their parents and have some sense of the world around them. And I say that partly because I think kids should be seen as having a right not just to protection against abuse and neglect, not just to education, but also to the opportunity to grow up with the chance to make their own choice about what lifestyle they want, what values, what religion, etc. So having some chance to see that there's a world outside of that of their parents particularly since so many parents in the homeschooling community are homeschooling precisely because they want to isolate their children from the larger culture and larger set of values out there.
0: Professor Bartholet, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us understand this very complicated system.
3: Thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
2: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a
0: year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at the Alarmist, and that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Alarmist. With us today is producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. So a lot of information that uh, I, we had a lot of questions about during our episode,
4: I for, feel. For sure. She was a great... Um, Guest expert for this particular episode. I mean, I think it gets into a lot of what we were talking about. And I mean, yeah, she was sort of the perfect, exactly, sort of. So a lot of the questions we had around this topic were answered in that, I thought.
0: Mm -hmm. And what what she, you know, what she was speaking to towards the end uh, about having children at least come in and be exposed to diversity of perhaps cultures and uh, (laughs) points of view, just literal points of view. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. Very important. I think it's
1: like the first time you go on like a family vacation as a kid to a new city and you're like, oh they do that this way here I didn't know that yeah. it's just like a basic learning thing that everyone should experience <laughs> that's right that's right multiple well, times in
4: their life yeah it's so true I when I was a kid I remember when I was a kid I was I forget so I was making some f- observation my friend John Doro and I turned to him and I said hey John you know how you always drink milk when you eat pizza and he goes what <laughs> and I was like no. oh you don't do that <laughs> And it's just, you like, realize, you my mom homeschool. just gave us like a ton of milk when we were kids. Like we just drank milk with everything. But
0: such an important, you know, learning a uh, uh, moment, though, because there's a whole world out there. And mm-hmm. and and this is what I think sometimes gets people get uh, sensitive about or parents get sensitive about is that, you know, they don't you don't want to teach they don't want to teach their kids i i you know i can't speak i'm not a parent so i'm i'm not saying this but what a what I, I i'm assuming is that they don't want to teach they they want to control what is taught to their yeah. children I right mean, which is degree. which is i i i understand and also there's that part about being a parent where it's the lack of control right <laughs> too mm-hmm, because right. once you once they're an adult, they're just going to ha- – they have their own brain. They have their own mind. Well, I
4: mean, not necessarily. I still check in with my mom about pretty much everything. Well, you're Food, a good son. I
0: text
4: her <laughs> and she gives you were, me a go you're ahead. You're a
0: good son and she was a good mom.
4: <laughs> she was a good
0: mom. <laughs> so uh, just, you know, that that no, that's a good lesson. <laughs> it's totally
4: – It's 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 a very fair – Uh, point that you're making which is that yeah of course there are parents who want to control certain things at certain times of their kid's life Um, but at the same time it's like hey (laughs) you don't know what's going to happen to them throughout the course of their life like so you're not you're really not going to be able to control all that stuff forever so maybe it should be they should be exposed to things earlier i don't know
1: i thought it was very interesting that she uh Professor Barthollet pointed out that you know there's a very wide variety of the homeschooling community, and there's lots of you know it's not like the majority of it is um, super religious, but there is that that contingent of it. Um, but I thought it was interesting that she you know pointed out this the Homeschool and Legal Defense Association and the the lawyer who spoke out saying that they were opposed to any kind of monitoring it's interesting how someone like that which could represent a very small sector of a population is speaking at what seems like for the whole population right. and how like tricky that is yeah. you know there's a, and also the the idea that i thought the most important thing that she said was that there is a belief that like there is a system in place so that child protective services is more actively ensuring that kids are safe and that's just not that's an assumption on all of our parts and that you have to we even kids in school like there it just requires everyone's eyes and attention more than we realize
4: and what what i found most fascinating about everything she said was the point she made about states rights okay all these states have these constitutions and they say the parents Mm. have these rights Um, Over their children. But the children have the right to education and the right to protections against harm. But when you put the kids in a homeschool, those rights just basically disappear. It's like putting an invisibility cloak on those rights because Mm -hmm. the parents' rights sort of over... Was it just they just well, they can take precedent or whatever? Right, and they they can they yeah. can, can control everything. So those rights with the which the kids have in each constitution, like black and white, they go away. Like it's just right crazy to. They're think about on paper, that. which
1: mm. but it's like not enforced. And that I mean that we talked a lot about that too. It's like how do you ensure that the kids are getting like a, a, a basic broad education right. and what they're being exposed to that they're being taken care of and i feel like when we talked to or when you asked her at the end rebecca about what is a good model of, mm-hmm. of school all those things seem like the most obvious yeah like it doesn't seem crazy to be like yeah they should have some kind of like agreed upon curriculum they should take standard like state standardized tests there should be a welfare check like none of that seems invasive to me but i, I don't know i, I i'm not someone who has the instinct to homeschool my child. I don't have kids. I have dogs. Are I you
0: home training them?
1: <laughs> I am, but I'm not opposed to taking them down to the petco.
0: Um, but if I had to. something that I think is important to say and that, you know, she touched on uh, as well is that, you know, for, for the most part, I think people who want to homeschool their parents have good intentions, right? Um, they, have they they want their kids um you know for for, we don't know the reasons why but for the most part it is because they they want to help maybe the school that in their district isn't um as as good as they would want it Mm -hmm. to be there there are a variety of reasons why people choose to do this um i think and and I I don't think she was opposing that. Mm. I think what she no. was what she was saying is that you know just because you're saying I'm going to homeschool now that that you know that that means you you can just decide what happens,
4: right? And you
0: know because it's important right. that the child also have rights.
4: Yeah, there there are, she, she was advocating for there being some measures in place to protect these kids in their way, right. their, their welfare, their well being. The the state the stat the stat that was. Crazy that she shared with us with the study that happened in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. That yes, yeah, the that
0: one third had th- priors or whatever. A third of the kids had yeah.
4: one, a third had one, one and a fourth child had multiple. Yeah, and then a quarter had had multiple. Yeah, so yeah. of that's course, really scary. It, it, yeah that 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 just feels like a, a scary sort of gap in in the system that we have because and,
0: you do want to at least try to protect those who might you know those who are in. High risk situations.
1: And I feel like, you know, this all goes back to some type of successful monitoring. But I, I believe we talked about this on the episode. It's like that requires so much resources and money. Mm, like that they- we, the schools that are running them that, you know, that we do send our kids to are already right. so struggling with funding to imagine. Like who's gonna do that?
0: Yeah, state and federal governments on the homeschool level. <laughs> already don't want to put that much money into just regular schools. And, and yes, Imagine the amount of money they want to no, put into the school. And
4: a hundred percent. And and you and you know, there the fervor among the the small group of people who um, advocate for um more freedom in homeschooling, the the intensity of those people is probably extremely high. That's what you get mm-hmm. in this um anyway, there there's a um an article that I read on the Atlantic a few or a couple weeks or maybe a month ago called uh, kids have no, I wrote it down somewhere. Kids have
0: no the place right. in a liberal democracy. Yes. Yes. Um. And
4: the writer uh, basically makes this same kind of, it, it, it's, it's more about sort of the argument over what's being taught at schools and critical race theory and all that stuff. But, but she basically says this, similar it's similar it's just similar in themes to what we're talking Mm. about here where it's like she's making the point that there's this weird gap about you know the parents rights sort of taking precedent over the kids Mm. rights um Mm. so if anybody Mm. wants any further reading
1: Mm. it makes me think that perhaps this is i mean this is spoken to someone with no kids again so we'll just say that for everyone (laughs) listening who is a parent but maybe it's like a good lesson for the parent in like letting go and trusting that you are not going to be able to teach your kid everything, and there there are other things that like perhaps a objective teacher is going to be able to share right. with your children that is i don't know less biased or controlled in a way that you think is the quote unquote correct. Because I imagine parenting is all about think whether you're you know you want, worrying about whether you're doing it
0: mm-hmm.
1: correct or not. Yeah, I mean, and
0: as a former child, um, <laughs> I can say that that might be really important. And also, I just want to s- point out that we get it. Parenting is really hard. I can't really, imagine really hard.
3: <laughs> the
0: mm-hmm. the responsibility and the pressure that it must um it must be so. Mm-hmm. From us, non-parents, we support you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes, and we're parents here. who are homeschooling also. Yeah. Like, you know, we support you if you have the best of intentions. Of it's not like we are anti. No, no, we're we're pro school
0: <laughs> learning. We love learning. Mm-hmm. This is what we do here. <laughs> we just try to keep learning. Never stop learning. We're currently homeschooling ourselves as adults. Um, it's right.
4: true, <laughs> and and you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to take a position here, but like most of the stuff when you're a kid, like I don't, you don't retain any of the actual like stuff. Like I I would say, don't. Okay, Chris. Chris doesn't Uh, remember anything.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's how everyone feels. No, I know, but like you know,
4: I just think like when you when you think about the importance of these subjects and what you're Mm -hmm. teaching the kids in school, it's like. I mean, school's like whatever, but you know. Some
0: of you might have little fact trigger Chris's at home. And mm-hmm. uh,
4: the internet basically is school but searchable, you know?
0: It's your notes. It's your notes <laughs> that you <laughs> that you took be, that you can go back I'd to. I'd be quickly. interested
1: if we have a listener who has been through homeschool and you know, yeah. it'd yeah. be really fascinating to write in and share us, your with us,
4: share with us your
1: experience. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. So teach,
4: teach, teach him problem solving and stuff like that. Like, mm, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Because Look, they're every
0: kid is different.
4: Yeah. And as we learn That's in true. this podcast, history isn't always the same, depending on where your per, what your perspective is. So even but history does. Su- even
1: repeat
0: the <laughs> That's the truth. Sadly, <laughs> uh, if you don't, mm. if you don't, if you want to spiral. At night. Uh, just think about that mm-hmm. statement. Okay. So, Clayton, what did we end up sending to the Alarmist Jail? Yeah, and Clayton, what did we, did we missed end up slapping? You in, in
4: this episode? By we the
1: way. appropriately put David and Louise Turpin in jail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we gave the big slap to rugged individualism. <laughs> oh, okay. Which I really feel like Professor Barthollett, maybe she didn't use that exact term, sure. but just speaking about the contingent of people who i don't even yeah. know how to say it just like really uh have a, well, a an the, agenda with what they're wanting to teach to their kids in the right that they feel they have to do i think
0: it. it's people who take advantage of that right uh of mm-hmm. that concept um in the you know that is out there that is a part of this country and a part of our you know of our makeup yeah. um and just because we couldn't you know, it, uh, Professor Barthola isn't wasn't a uh, an expert on the specific case, more just on regular homeschool. You know, we couldn't get our mm-hmm. take on it. But um, I, I guess you're right. I, I think we're okay sticking to what we've got for now. And as you know, these c- things could change. Um, and I wanted to just bring up something that one of our listeners uh, brought to my
2: attention
0: over Instagram. I'm trying
2: She's, she's trying to open her member. phone
4: and just so you guys know at home she's trying to open her phone but her her microphone's in the way of
0: okay her, yes her my face. face
4: so she can't do
1: the face we should like. start
4: video recording no. this, for
1: the
0: world. Um, <laughs> this is amy amy on instagram uh reached out and said uh, love the episode. You put a lot of thought into your verdict, but you definitely missed the opportunity to give Jordan Turpin the big clap for her bravery and her determination mm. to save her siblings. Hello. What are we? I'm asleep at the wheel over here.
4: I know. <laughs> Look, you have a lot of podcasts. You, you, you do we a want to?
1: Should we do that now? Slipped yes, cracks, I think we but, yeah, absolutely sure. should.
0: Jordan Turpin, you're getting the big clap. That's the right that thing. That feels right. Yeah. That feels right. Well, a lot to think about after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay thinking about this all day. And uh please tune in next week because we are going to be discussing Joan of Arc.
2: Powered by ACAS.